comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Tell her she can kiss my grant. Episode 383. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. I'll have what he's having. Welcome to a half hour wasted diner edition. This morning, I'm gonna meet Brad and listener Brian Nixon for breakfast at Mama's Daughter's. Bill had to work this morning and I just saw Brian Nixon pull up. Brian Nixon, how are you? I'm recording. What are you doing? Why are you, why are you only wearing one shoe? I'm very confused. What's I'm, going on? I'm doing my uh, my Mr. Rogers imitation. I'm oh my god! Changing out of the shoes that I wore into the hotel room last night to uh, tennis shoes to more match the outfit of. Today. Oh okay. Which it's a nice looking T-shirt. It's for a convention. So uh, let's see, gold Salt Lake Comic Con 2014, and it has two swords no, no, no. crossing each other. Well, no. One's a sword. One's a lightsaber, and then the sonic screwdriver here, and the Nintendo controller. Anybody that bought a gold pass uh-huh. to the con this year got a free t-shirt. Very nice. Here, I'll let you put on your shoes. <laughs> so anyway, I failed to introduce myself. This is Frank, Frank A. Rincon. As I said, Bill McGonnell is working today. Brad will be joining us soon. And Brian, how are things? Good. I'm glad I made it here. Yeah, you How'd made it. swerve into me last night. Oh, really? Where at? Um, I don't know where. Just some road. I could see him swerving, so he was either drunk or tired. Okay. Or and, both. Or both. And uh, I tried to time it so that when he was to the right, I'd pass him on the left, and all of a sudden he came back, and oh, so happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're looking good. Minivan's looking great. It's a minivan, right? It is. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Here, why don't we go inside? We'll kind of wait in the lobby and... uh because it's kind of, it's not cold, but it's windy out here. Yeah, it's not cold. Yeah, well, for you, Utahns. <laughs> I guess I'm one of those guys that Brad was talking about. Like, <laughs> it's not cold. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and I have trash in my pocket. So this morning I woke up. I had to, uh, I've been looking for a, uh, a part for my car. So I went and I did that. And then I stumbled across a, uh, an estate sale. And, you know, a fire, um, I have a fireplace, but I don't have a poker or a little broom or anything like that. So I just happened across this um, estate sale and I walked in and sure enough, they had that right there. So I bought it. Nice. So now, uh, so now my chores for the day are done. (laughs) 
Originally, I was going to be proctoring today. I was going to be doing, I do SAT proctoring, which, uh, uh, you know, the SAT tests that kids take for college and stuff. Uh, several times a year, I will go and help uh, run those tests. Oh, okay. And so it's usually on a Saturday morning, and uh, it was scheduled for today, but it got canceled. So so here I am. So I decided to join you guys, because originally I wasn't going to be able to make it. You had uh, you had asked if we, were, if we could get together Saturday, I think. Yeah, just anytime Saturday. I had to... I've got one store that I got to take care of today and I was going to do it in the morning and then, you know, do lunch or something. But when you guys said brunch, I said, great, I'll do it in the afternoon then. So do that. And then laundry, that's my day. Cool. Yeah. The, uh, we're in front of a place called mama's daughters. We've actually recorded here before. This is just a good old fashioned diner place. I've been coming here for years. I really like it. Is this the place you got the, the crispy, uh, uh, hash browns? The crispy hash browns, okay. yes. That's what I thought. Are you going to get those? I'm going to get crispy <laughs> hash browns. Okay, they are crispy and they're loose, so they kind of deep fry the whole thing. So it's just like a it's like a little mound of hash browns. A little baby french fries. Yeah, baby french fries. There you go, <laughs> essentially. That's a better description of what I came up with. So, so I need to get um, fry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. But very a little just bit a of little fry sauce. Dip, dip fry them, sauce. yeah. <laughs> And for our listeners who don't remember, fry sauce is? Ketchup and mayonnaise. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty good to me. It's good. It's, a, you know, like I keep saying, it's just a, it's a Utah thing. And that's what I should have got. You guys should have bought you, brought you each a thing of fry sauce. Oh, I Christmas. would totally take fry sauce. <laughs> okay, well, let's stop recording. We'll wait for Brad because a, a lot of geek stuff happened this week. And I'm sure we'll kind of dive into that, you know, tra- movie trailers and stuff like that. So True, true, true. See you soon. See you soon. Or hear you soon. Okay, we're in the cafe and Brad just walked in. Brad, how are you? Good. Ladies, how are y'all doing? Doing well. Good to see you, Brad. Good to see you. So we talked a little bit uh, We talked a little bit while we were outside, just kind of Brian was bringing us up to date and stuff like that. What t-shirt are you wearing? Flash t-shirt. Hello. Good. Um, I'd like some unsweet iced tea, please. I um, yeah, I'm really liking the Flash TV show. It's we were just saying, I like to promote it. I just caught up yesterday, as a matter of fact. I can't wait for next week. I'll be so as of tomorrow. Who do you think it is? You have any idea who you think it is? Well, you're talking the man in the yellow suit. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we could talk about that. Here's my here's my current theory on that. I think it's him. I think it's split personality of. Grant Gustin. Oh, yeah? Really? That would be a different take on it. That's I a mean, twist. That would be... That never did anything like that in the, in the books, but... Mostly because of what we saw in this last episode. Okay. Which, of course, you haven't seen, so... Arrow, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. So I guess I'm three behind, because I, I haven't seen... Watch Arrow also? I'm way behind on Arrow. You could probably not watch the second half of their team up you know the arrow uh-huh i probably wouldn't if you're way behind because it really doesn't it doesn't figure into the flash's story that much if any at all i think he could probably skip that arrow i the, yeah, yeah I, I i would agree with that it's just more fun it's just a lot of fun to watch and we get to see a classic villain in it it's but Boomerang. It's more, it's more of a Oliver Queen story than than a uh, 
Barry Allen story, but it, it pretty much cements their friendship, and there's even a reference to being brave and bold in it, which is nice. Very cool. Uh, but um, it ends with a, a friendly showdown between the two of them, like which one of us really is better. We don't see the outcome, but we see the beginning of their, of their fun time. And, uh, but you could, you could probably get away with not seeing the second half of it until you catch up. Because there's a lot of stuff going on as far as the Arrow backstory that you would have no idea about. That's my next thing to binge watch is yeah. Arrow. I think it's very worth it. I like it a lot still to this day. Me too. It's, uh, it, it's my must watch, that and Flash. Which, by the way, we can't spoil it for Brian, but at the very end, the end credit or the last scene of of uh, Flash, we see a new DC notable person in it. Yeah. Which you kind of have to... You'll, I don't want to spoil it for you, Firestorm. but you have to... Yes, yeah. it's Firestorm. <laughs> Inter- internet already spoiled it for me. And the thing we... The, you know, we thought he was dead, right? From yeah. being in that... And it's the same guy. It's that same actor oh, I, kid. I never thought he was dead because that was the whole point. Of yeah, I know. That, but, I mean, if you don't know anything about true. the, yeah, about the show, true. you're going to go, oh, he's dead. People like us will know and... That's why I'm really curious about the Reverse Flash character. I'm just trying to think of who could it be that would make any sense. And I can see I can see yours also, but you know I always thought that that uh, Harrison Wells was kind of going to end up being that character, that Reverse Flash character. But are you having issues with your uh, headphones? Pay no attention to me. Pay no attention. Hello. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, Brad, you need some time? or? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. We'll order. Uh, I'll have the number one scrambled eggs with a chicken fried steak. Or chicken, yeah, chicken fried steak. Yeah. Uh, hash browns. Toast. Um, I'll have the same thing. The, the the number one. I would like the top sirloin though. Um, just a couple of fried eggs. Uh, just over hard, I guess. Yeah. Are you asking about the steak? How you want the steak cooked? Yeah, over hard. No, no I thought that's what she was asking. No eggs. Toast. And can I get the the crispy hash browns? Oh, may I? My, can my hash browns be crispy too? I will have a pecan waffle with sausage and. Um, I think that's. I think that's all for me. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. The only thing I don't think that it's Wells is because that's like the obvious choice. Yeah, I'm hoping it's gonna be the person that it is in the comics. You know, somebody that we don't know yet. Somebody that will enjoy learning more about as time goes on. And the big mystery will be: okay, why does he have a problem with Barry Allen Flash, and why did he kill Flash's mom? So I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that it ends up being who it is in the comics because I think I like that character. I think it's an interesting dynamic that they have. I think it would be fun. 
Now, uh, in other big news this week, big, we got a big trailer this week, a trailer a lot of people have been waiting for to talk about. Ter- no, Terminator Genesis. Oh, ter- <laughs> Have we not talked about the... No, we haven't talked about Star Wars yet. We were going to wait. But uh, before we dump into Star Wars, have you seen Terminator Genesis? Yeah, I can't be more excited. I can't be more excited. It feels like an old school Terminator movie. And I love time travel and alternate you know, futures and stuff like that. And I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing what... The old Terminator character, Make it feels like it's the Uncle Bob... Terminator from the second movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so what happened? What changed that branched it off so he didn't go down and go the, down and give the thumbs up as he was going down in the in the lava or whatever in the molten metal? What changed it? Because I, I it just feels like that's who that character is supposed to be. Is, yep, that, is I agree. Arnold's character from the second movie? So I'm really excited to figure out if that isn't the case and exactly how it changed. What changed in the future to change the past? You know, why did the past change? So I like that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm very excited about it. And I tell you what, Arnold was born to play the Terminator, and that's what he'll always be to me. Um, just based on the trailer, of course, I don't know anything more. I'm just, I'm so, it, I'm just so over it. It didn't like I was watching it. I go, why, Arnold, do something else. I'm just wash the the taste of a couple of the other Terminator movies out of your mouth. I think that's I think that's why. It's just like the others weren't good, and I'm just like, man, I'm just kind of kind of over it. I liked Terminator Three, and I liked Salvation, but they weren't up to you know the standards of the first two, obviously. Definitely, yeah. And I still haven't seen Salvation. It's interesting. I mean, it's worth watching. I mean, the the, the whole series is, is worth watching. I guess I guess I'm on the verge of new. I was talking to Brian about this, the new timeline fatigue. Remember, we went through a prequel fatigue where it's just like all these prequels were coming out. Even Dumb and Dumber had a prequel, and now we're going through new timeline. You know, first it was Star Trek, now then it was X Men, and now it's Terminator, and maybe well, no, Star Wars it would be their future. So. Uh, you know, uh, maybe if I see another trailer, but right now, uh, how about you, Brian? I it looks good to me. I I like the the uh, what Brad was saying. What caused the 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 time to to switch to shift? And I like, for lack of a better word, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey type <laughs> stuff. You, know? you liked the new Star Trek, J.J. Abrams. Yes, I did. It was it's the same kind of concept. Yeah. Something happened that caused something in the past to split off and that's what that's what interests me. Insert Doc stuff. Brown here. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. And I and I do like time travel, so uh, maybe next trailer I'll could be like, yeah, but I don't know. So this is either gonna be the thing that brings the Terminator back or the last nail in the coffin. I would think that's a very good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Or they at least rebrand it to where Arnold, because you know, he is getting up in age. Maybe this is his last one, but the ser- you know it gets handed off to a new Terminator. Well, I mean, that's what JJ did with Star Trek. You know, he broke off another timeline. You can he cracked one off. Yeah, he cracked one off, <laughs> and you can. Uh, it was a cosmic fart, is what it was. And you, you can you can roll with the new stuff. And why can't we do that with with the Terminator? I mean. 
some things should be left alone, but some things, in my opinion, work for for uh, fiddling with constantly. And you know, some people feel that way about certain things. And I just I I like more of what I like. You know, I mean if. Well, the whole concept of the Terminator originally was go back and change the past. So if any if any series can keep redoing that, sure, that's the way it started. You know, yep, that's exactly what it is. So there is one line in there that maybe this was what concerned me. Where it's the uh, I'll be back line, right? No, it's the uh, you caused that was a badass shot when he said that and he jumped out of a chopper. To get to another chopper. Yeah. <laughs> he became a missile. That was awesome. That was cool. But the line where Sarah knows that there is a new timeline, where she says something about, like, that oh, was the old timeline. Time this is you came from is gone. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'm like, how does she know Maybe that? He, he told her what he expected to find. Because he told her he's about, been with her. He told her about the past. This is what's happened. And ah, okay, okay. You know. But see, the question I'm wondering also is, when are we seeing the original time when are we seeing the original the first time that Kyle Reese gets sent back into time? He's already been he's he was sent back once. I don't see him being sent back a second time. Like first off he died in the first movie so I think what we're seeing is um, the first time that he was sent back and for some some reason when he goes back the past has already been changed I don't know see that's why I'm excited about it I don't know how to process that a lot of head scratching trying to figure that out and I'll tell you I, I like Arnold he looks good for, for yeah, his age, he looks... And there's a CG version of him that looks great. It looks really good. It looked better than the one in Terminator Salvation. But I like seeing the Terminator with old hair. With, I mean, like, gray hair. I think that's awesome. I you thought know? that was a lighting thing <laughs> the first I think time. I, oh, yeah, you're right. It might have been. But it looked. there was one shot where it looked like, oh, this is one where he's dive-bombing that second chopper. We got to the chopper. <laughs> and uh, it looked like he had gray hair, but... And I like his explanation, like, you know, this Terminator's been around for a long time, he's got real hair, real skin, and it's going to age like normal human yeah. epidermis, so I think that's cool. I'm very excited. Very excited. Hey, um, I want to read an email that we got, and it's funny that, that this person brought something up because it's not the first time that this has been brought up. Okay, this is from Steven with two E's. This is, hey fellas, I just finished listening to episode 382 after being away for a great long time. I have to admit, one of the reasons I left was due to the fact that I could rarely ever hear Frank. Oh, come on now, what is this ringer? Why don't you turn your ringer off? I didn't realize it was still on. Next thing we know, mine's going to go off. I'm just teasing, man. Could hardly hear it. Uh... I listened to the podcast in my car on my way to and from work and found that in the car, in order to turn the stereo up loud enough to hear Frank, that Brad and Bill would then nearly blow out the speakers. I didn't have any of that with this episode, so kudos and all of that. I'm going to pause here and I'll read the rest later. But what's interesting is that 
I had talked to Russell lately, and he said that he always has a hard time hearing you. And I think it's because you never pay attention where the microphone is. We're always trying to say, like, into the mic, Frank. And it may it probably have yeah. a lot to do with the fact that I'm listening to us in the headphones. And sometimes it's hard to judge levels. But if, and if I can hear you enough, I never think... I never think... Um, yeah, it is. He just without his glasses. I never think maybe Frank's not loud enough. So I'm going to make more of an effort to make the whole episode more listenable volume-wise and to bring you up. But And I, I need you to concentrate more on where the microphone is. Okay. Yeah, I do. Oh, see, I just purposely put it closer. Um, yeah, because usually when we're in there, I'm usually about, you're supposed to be about this close to the mic. Um, but they do tend to do this and that sometimes and walk around. And sometimes you don't. And so let's, let's both of us try to do better with all that. Uh, Sorry, Steven. He says, of course, the big reason I left is that I'm trying to really dive into this whole self-publishing thing. And I had to been binge listening to a couple of, of self-publishing podcasts that had over 100 episodes each. And that took some time to get through. I enjoyed the talk about Marvel Phase 3. It felt good like I never left. I can never afford to go see any of these freaking movies in the theaters, so I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy on DVD next week. Anyway, hopefully I'll be sticking around with you boys because I'd be missing I'd been missing me some Brad Frank and Bill. Love and bacon, fellas. Love and bacon. <laughs> Steven has been working on his self-publishing. I purchased a couple of his uh, books from the um, Amazon Kindle store. So I would uh, uh, encourage you guys to do that too. I think uh, the last one I got was maybe 99 cents. It was a while since I got it. It was like a Christmas story or something. But I got that. But uh, but be sure and check him out. It's Steven, Steven, S-T-E-E-V-E-N, or O-R-R. That's how. That's his last name. He's making his dream come true. He's uh, he's self-publishing. Johnny M just sent me a text. Says, "Do you like the toadies?" My response is, um, "Duh." Do you like kung fu movies? <laughs> Oh, I better change that. It says Hung Fu at the moment. That'd be that's, that's a, that's a, totally a different, different genre. genre. <laughs> Which I heard he does like those movies. But it's anyway. A completely different type of movie. And Johnny just sat down <laughs> emailing Frank. I feel like maybe we should hold off on the Star Wars talk until we're with Bill. Because you know he's going to want to talk about it. Well, this would be our chance to get our two cents in. This is true. This is I can be true. Bill and just talk over you and keep talking and talking. Okay. No, you're... No, I'm just... <laughs> Keep teasing. There's Bill. never, there's no such thing as too much Star Wars talk. So, uh, you go ahead. Okay, I'll start. Uh, you know, I did make that. I don't think my snarky remark came across as as being sort as being funny. No, on your Facebook when you posted it, and I. What'd you say? I said um, I was commenting on the Millennium Falcon, and uh, why is the uh, deflector sh- uh, shield square instead of round? Not cool. You know, that's, I meant for that to be funny. I was trying to be like a Star Wars purist uh, concerning that. funny. I just didn't feel like clicking like. Well, no. After I read it, I was just like, oh, I wonder if I came across as a jerk. But anyway. Um, it's a whole other conversation as far as reading texts and emails and posts. Like, you can hear people's voices. And, you know, we've, we've had this conversation before, so... No, I hear what you're saying. But uh, overall, you know, of course I loved it. 
so much fun. The the one thing that I did that automatically after I saw it maybe the third time I realized, you know this this trailer, what what they're doing here because there, there were some complaints about like oh we didn't see any of the classic heroes and stuff like that. They were actually showing us familiar things in unfamiliar ways yeah. to yes. let you know that this is not the Star Wars that you saw before. This is Star Wars. But it's a different Star Wars. Everything about it, from the Stormtrooper at the beginning, to the R2 unit, to that new girl on the motorcycle thing, to the Stormtrooper's uniforms. It's, it's familiar, but it's different. Lots of lens flares. I liked Brad's comments, like, do you guys not know the difference between a teaser and a trailer? Oh, yeah. When exactly. It's not supposed to show us a lot of stuff. It's supposed to tease you. Yeah, it, you know... It's funny because... Food. Food. See? <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Oh, yeah, we got... I think we got this. Do we have toast? Our food came. That's why we stopped talking. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Um, sorry. Is it going to work like that? Okay. <clears throat> I forgot what I was about to say. Uh, Star Wars teaser trailer. Um, yeah, but I was I had a thought. Let me let me butter my waffle and then I'll, I'm sure it'll come to me. Excuse me. You heard me. I'm gonna butter my waffle. <laughs> Brian, what did you think of it? How did you first see it, and what did you think? Well, Brian thinks about his. Um, I saw it online, and I, and I my thought was, uh, it looks, it, it was just like, oh, it's Star Wars. I didn't, you know, and then reading some of the stuff that's come afterwards, like the all the big uh, hoo ha that came with the. The uh, the black stormtrooper, which I thought, well, how do you know he's even a stormtrooper? You know, Luke and Han wore stormtrooper armor at one point. No, and if he is, I don't know. I just seemed silly. Um, I liked it. I thought it was it did exactly what it should have done. Got me excited for next year. Our buddy Russell said he watched it and was underwhelmed, and. Uh, Ken, you know, was, he posted something like, uh, Star Wars is dead, you know, whatever. He's a big fan of the expanded universe, and I, I get it. So am I. I really am, but you got a little gravy on your shirt there, buddy. But, um, so I was like, and Russell started explaining himself, and he used phrases like, I just wanted, and I expected, and I said, those are the key phrases right here. Right. That are that are going to dictate people's reactions is what they want and what they expect. Well, we have to let go of what we want and what we expect when they give us something new, especially in the form of a teaser. Right. It's not a trailer. It's a teaser. It's just bits and pieces. If you want to complain about the way it looks when you see a two and a half minute trailer, go ahead. Frank did it when he saw the Terminator Genesis, and he's not excited about it. But the teaser felt to me like an old school Star Wars movie. I mean, it was like 
this is it felt new and it felt fresh, but it felt old at the same time. You That's know? a good way to describe it. It was, and my friend Kevin last night, he showed me a a, a video on YouTube. It was the audio from the new teaser trailer edited together with footage from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And they used very similar shots in each of the places like the at the end when the, the Falcon is dive bombing Tatooine and the and the TIE fighters are chasing in this recut version they put the shot of when the TIE fighter is dive bombing the second TIE fighter and goes into the, uh, the Death Star and goes into the Death Star you know when Lando's piloting and they they had very similar shots the scene where there's a bunch of stormtroopers standing there and the the ramp they're on goes up or the door goes up when they're standing on it they replace that shot with the shot of the stormtroopers uh the feet of the stormtroopers as luke is standing luke and leia are standing on that bridge they're about to swing over and the thing comes up a little bit and you see their feet it was very similar shots and i think that was very deliberate you know on the on their part like well they were just giving us like you said familiar situations familiar looking things in a different environment and I think that was way that's you know J.J. Abrams way of saying hey I get it I understand where this came from and I'm respecting that I was extremely happy uh, with what I saw and I just can't wait and we're supposed to get a full two and a half minute trailer with the Avengers movie in May well now I heard that we're going to get our first glimpse of Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice with The Hobbit. Very good, thank you. What does that have to do with Star Wars, Brian? Trailers, and you said Avengers, oh. and that was all. I'm just teasing. Um, that's another conversation about that movie. But I'm, I'm looking forward to Oh. People were bitching and complaining about the lightsaber, you know, the hilts and the lightsaber. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. That was awesome. Did you see the Stephen Colbert response to that? I missed it. Oh, what did he say? Oh, he you brought out a, see he it. brought out a white. It's not even worth verbally explaining because no. it's worth watching. Okay. But he yeah, was going on and on about watching. people complaining about the the new lightsaber, and he brought out a whiteboard where he diagrammed. It why it works and why it's acceptable and why it makes sense and but it's not like a digital whiteboard it's, no. it's markers and you know like so he's drawing a marker, picture yeah marker. dry erase marker oh I, I, I think I can visualize maybe where it goes and he's like he explains the, the whole lightsaber thing and why it makes sense and why it's logical and he goes if you don't understand you will in two weeks when you catch up with where I am <laughs> amateur hour is over it was really funny. I'll have to send you the link. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. He's as big as a geek as we are with that stuff. <laughs> I absolutely love that lightsaber. It was just oh, cool, yeah. man. Oh yeah. Forget the mechanics of it; they can explain it away. But he did. He explained it perfectly. He did. Yep. Absolutely did. It was perfect. <clears throat> and he used Star Wars terminology, you know, that, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. I also loved the way it wasn't pristine. It was like fire. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. That was cool. It's like 
somebody didn't quite know how to do it, mm -hmm. you know? And then at the very end is something a lot of people missed. If you're very quiet, at the very, very end, last second of the trailer, you can hear Luke Skywalker's lightsaber ignite, lightsaber ignite, and come on. Kind of deep down, back in the back. I was looking at it, like everyone else, you know, they were dissecting that trailer to death, and I found a website where they were talking about all the Easter eggs in it. That was one of them. And I like the fact that they didn't show us Han, Luke, or Leia. No. Because we know them. Exactly. Yeah. We know they're in there. Here's some of the new things you can expect. Like a bowling ball R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of fun. I like that. I heard it referred to as the um, soccer ball R2-D2. bowling ball works just as well. I do want Darth Vader to. I wish Darth Vader had been in it. He goes, I'm back. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, wait, I am back. Wait, I'm in the wrong movie. Anyway. So, Brett, I just realized when I was driving in today, you, you kind of work with Santa Claus. Sort of. I do what now? You work with Santa Claus. You help Santa get the stuff to where it needs to go on time. Yeah. Is that a fair that's a fair statement, isn't it? You mean in my in my day job? Yeah, in your day job. So Matter of fact, elf. yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm an elf uh, by proxy. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, you know it's Can you a take a letter for me? No. <clears throat> it's a misconception that Santa moves all that stuff around on a sled. <laughs> that is so eighteenth century. <laughs> no, he's he ships a lot of stuff with us. We're like a middleman, and the rumor that there's more than one Santa is true in a way. There's a head Santa, and then there's, like, Santa's, because there's no way you can do that all in one night, right? So he's got, like, you know, middle management type Santas all like around. Like Batman Incorporated. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, so. Um, yeah. Well, they all have the different he's names. One of our, he's one of our best customers. What's his invoices like? Does he... Oh, man. You know, it's weird that uh, he pays his invoices in cookies. And I'm not sure how it how it works, but somehow it does. He can say no to a cookie. Uh-huh. No one in their right mind. So has he ever come tour the facility? No. Man, that'd be awesome. Come on, get a selfie with the big man. No, he's real busy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I thought maybe in like, July. This is what it's like. <clears throat> Santa found himself in the same situation. <clears throat> Man, I swallowed down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> Santa's like an admiral in Starfleet now, where he sits behind a desk, and he's got many captains who fly the ships, you know? <clears throat> but unlike Captain Kirk, he decided... You know, I'm an admiral. That's where I need to be. He doesn't need to be hands-on like Kirk did. You know, so if you train your staff well, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, and you know, Kirk's a control freak, so he's he's got to be the one to fly the ship. He's not going to just sit back and Santa's mellowed out. So 
Yeah, but his invoices are always nice and neat, double-spaced. Good. Yeah. Um, and they smell like cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. And elf poop. It's kind of a weird dynamic. <laughs> elf poop. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I love Tom Waffles. <clears throat> so Bill's working a game, I guess. You know, yeah. I, and uh, I don't think I'm mistaken. I don't think they're doing. I don't think Oklahoma's doing well this year in their standings. I always wonder if it's hard for him to when the game when the team isn't doing well to go to those to work those games because it's just. Can you look up Oklahoma standings? Yeah, I will. Okay, Google. What is Oklahoma University's football record? Oklahoma University. <clears throat> yeah, it just gave me a schedule. You gonna talk to Siri? I was gonna see if, if she'll bring it up. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Eight and three. There you go. Eight and three. That's not bad. No, that's great. If I'm mistaken. I thought they were doing terribly this year. Huh? Very presentable. behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't, I haven't seen the mid-season finale. I think it was the mid-season finale. I haven't seen the latest one. I heard it's good. Yes, it is. I'm finally getting to see that now that it's on Netflix. comes on the wrong time. You know, we're always getting kids ready for bed and things like that, so I've never got to see it. And I don't have a TiVo, so... The... Uh, <clears throat> To me, that the second half of that first season is where it shines. Oh, I struggled yeah. a little bit with the first with the first part of that season. But Once Winter Soldier hits, mm -hmm. you know, and the the, the shield dynamic changes, yeah, that's when that show really. I mean, there's good stuff before, but that's when that show really goes boom. Yeah, that's what I hear from everybody. That was good. I'm trying to think of anything else interesting that's... Well, the last Hobbit movie's fixing to come out. Yeah, there's not a lot of sci-fi stuff coming out this time of year. Well, like movies or... You know, I mean, maybe we just talked about it too much. We're really excited about Flash. I think Arrow's still really good. I can't wait for Christmas to be over because that means when Christmas comes around again, I will have seen a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know? December 15th. Can't argue with that logic. I may go do a midnight showing of that. Star Wars? Heck yeah, I'm yeah. going. I kind of, I used to do midnight showings quite a bit. I'm a, I already then, told work I'm taking the, the day off. <laughs> December 15th. I said I won't be here on December 15th. If I have to call in sick, I'll be calling in sick. Because I'm going to spend the day at the movie theater. See it two or three times? Yeah. Unless it's Phantom Menace quality. Who am I kidding? I saw that one three times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me day. too. It really was only in retrospect where it was just like, man, yeah. this, this just isn't very good. There was enough good stuff in it to, 
to make us forget, you know, that we had just seen a scene with Jar Jar. You know, at well, the end, you're watching so long. Yeah, so. and that too. You've been, we'd been starving for, you know, 20 years or whatever. But at the end, where they intercut the lightsaber battle with, between the three guys and the, the raid on the, on the uh, uh, palace where they try to, you know, capture yeah. Amidala and then the battle on the planet. When they cut those three together, you know, there was enough cool stuff that made you forget the stupid guns and stuff. So. <clears throat> oh come on! You didn't like uh, Jar Jar shooting things with his because his foot was stuck in a gun. No. Boomba. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie. So are you gonna go see the uh, the Hobbit in the high frame rate again? Heck yeah! That was a fantastic <clears throat> viewing experience. Can't wait to take Allison because she's like. So pumped. Uh, has she read the book? Oh my gosh. Book? Oh yeah. She's read them. The Hobbit. She hadn't read the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but okay. she's read The Hobbit two or three times. Yeah. Um, we know Bill's happy about officially Benedict Cumberbatch being Dr. Yes. Strange. Yes. I couldn't be more pleased. Couldn't be more pleased. I so I guess he's going to do an American accent, I imagine. I Even if he doesn't. I, it would still be okay with me. Yeah. He has a nice, creepy enough face, weird-looking face, that he's just good casting. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's wonderful. Yep. You know, it's funny. At the, nearly at the same time, Dave Williams from the UK and, uh, and I posted polar opposite reactions to that announcement. <laughs> he said, oh, how mundane, and I said, how perfect. And they were right next to each other in Ken's feed, and he took a screenshot of that. And he said, the internet is divided, and he posted that picture of the I two saw of that, us. Yeah. That was funny. <clears throat> well, he, he's a solid actor. I think he's, uh, you know, usually with newer actors or actors you've never heard of, you just don't know what to expect. But with Cumberbatch, he's not going to let you down. He's going he's gonna to go all in and just do a fantastic job. I think it's an interesting, um, an interesting thing that you're getting bigger name actors and actresses now that want to come and play superheroes and, and things like that. Where you know, ten years ago or whatever, you probably it was a risk to, you know, is your career going to tank if you do a superhero? You're going to be typecast, and you know, now you get movies. Well. Glenn Close was in uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? I mean, I think another recent example to further prove your point is the secret, as the Suicide Squad announcement. Yes. You know, Jared Leto is going to be the Joker. Yeah. Uh, Will, Will Smith, Smith is going to be in there. Come on. You'd think Will Smith would want to stay far away from superhero movies after Hancock, <laughs> which wasn't a terrible movie, but... You know, I don't think he got what he wanted out of it, but um, I'm really nervous about that movie. I think it's going to be, I think it's too highbrow a concept for people that don't know anything about DC. Well, it's bad guys doing good things. I think we kind of saw that in, there was that Bruce Willis movie called Red, which was about former assassins. That's even a DC comic book too, but... That had more of a comic feel to, or a comedy feel to it. 
I'm with you, Brad. I just don't know if that's going to fly very well. I haven't read Suicide Squad stuff, but I have a really hard time believing that Joker would play nice, play well with others. Anyway, yeah. Agreed. I don't see that happening. And that may be part of the story, you know. Joker acts like he's playing well, and then he's got his own agenda, which screws up the whole thing for everybody, and they got to figure out how to deal with him and their objective. I don't know. And uh, he's going to have quite—he's got some big shoes to fill um, with the um, with the previous Joker. Um, Heath Ledger. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, what's his take going to be? I'm sure it's going to be a completely different take. I bet you it's not going to be anything like like what we had seen Heath Ledger do, and everyone's going to like be divided. It's like, why do you have to change it? Why are they doing it that way? Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I'm I'm concerned for DC in general. <clears throat> I'm just I'm just not excited. I mean, of course I'm going to see their movies, but it's um I'm just not excited. Yeah. I'm a big DC fan and I want this to work. I really want this to work in the worst way. But they don't have the level of trust like the, you guys were talking about when you were talking about the phase 3, you know, there's just yeah. they haven't earned it yet. No, they haven't. Yeah. But on the, the but on their TV side, but on on their TV side, they're knocking it out of the park. Their TV stuff is really good. So here's my question: Then why don't they see? This is another thing. This made me raise my eyebrows. They've got a Flash movie coming well, out. I'm not done eating. I'm I'm sorry. Can I order just like a small thing of French toast? Just like one slice of French toast. Yeah. Thank you. Because I love the French toast. <laughs> you love the French. Okay. So, if they're having this Flash movie come out, why cast a different actor? Do what Marvel is doing with their movies and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the Netflix things. It's all connected. You well, know, DC to, is, has said that the movie universe and the TV universe are separate. Right. And I wish I don't understand why they would do that. Why not make it all one big thing and use, use the TV to introduce some of these other concepts, like S.H.I.E.L.D. apparently is doing... With the Inhumans, yeah. you know, use it to introduce concepts that people might not be as familiar with, like the Suicide Squad, and then branch out. And They've introduced the Suicide Squad in Arrow. Well, that's true. <clears throat> and Stephen Amell, the guy who plays Arrow, was outspoken about the, the, the casting. casting of the Arrow of the Flash movie. Yeah, true. He was. He was like, you've got the perfect flash already. Why not use it? Yeah. You know? yep. I think I think part of it might have to do with the fact that Disney, Marvel, and ABC, you know, they're all one unified network. They can work together. You know, the TV promotes the movies, promotes the park. I think that, uh, the Disney parks, I think that maybe has something to do with it. seems like Warner Brothers kind of, they had the CW, but they're kind of, I was going to say, the CW, and that's where both Arrow and Flash are. I don't know. But then they have Gotham on Fox, and then they have Constantine on um, NBC. NBC I'm an episode or two behind on Gotham, and it's growing on me. I watched the pilot of Constantine, and that's all I've watched. Um, When I found out that that they were going to have to switch actresses, lead actresses, I thought, eh. I've got too much on my plate right now, too many shows I want to watch, and not one that I want to convince myself I want to watch. 
So. On the Constantine side, the switching of the actresses, it actually works. The, uh, the original actress was going to play more the part of the audience, you know, asking the questions about what is this, why is that, kind of the, the naive character. But then, they, yeah, but then they switched it over to a character who she's just kind of going with the flow. So as the audience, you have to figure that stuff out. And it's working. Maybe that's why I wouldn't like it, because I like to be spoon-fed my information. I don't like to think when I'm watching a TV show, other than, you know, the mystery of... The island, too. <laughs> well, that, and, like, the mystery of who Reverse Flash is, and, and that kind of stuff. But if I have to think hard when I'm watching a movie, I'm out. Or a Con- show, I'm out. Constantine's a little scary for me so I don't want it. <laughs> you know that's make believe right? yeah I know it's total make believe oh, believe me I get like I, I don't like I don't like uh, psychological supernatural uh, thriller movies like paranormal activity and, and uh, the conjuring and that kind of stuff I don't, I, I'd rather watch a guy cut a guy's head off with a steak knife than watch somebody float above a bed and spit obscenities at a priest I mean I just that's those are you know I'd rather watch a Saw movie marathon than than all of those paranormal activities I went to one of those scary movies once with a a girl because she said let's go to a movie and you say yeah when a girl says want to go to a movie you say yeah so I went and I hated it but whatever whatevs but you're on board. You said you liked Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. And I I like it even more. Because I know a lot of people had trouble with all the the destruction and the, the fact that Superman killed. But I like that that's going to be addressed in the new movie. You know, I think they... What, him, him killing? Well, at least all the destruction. Well, that's, the destruction would have to be. I mean, you know, it... It's just, there was too much of it to ignore, you know? Yeah. Even in the Avengers Marvel world, they've addressed that as well. <clears throat> but one of the main problems I had with Man of Steel is why he couldn't just fly that guy away out to the desert and then beat him up there. I, I mean, you're Superman. You can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was, he was of equivalent power because he was from Krypton and whatnot. But you're Superman. Be super. And a man. A so man. Being put man. in one scene with him flying away, like he was trying to d- to get him out here, and Zod wouldn't have left, and he had to come back and fight him without a change. I mean, would you have been okay at that point to say at least he tried to get him out of the city? No, because he didn't try. What well, he that's what I'm saying. Done, if they put one, if, if, they, they, if that, that scene, scene that, that you there. just described uh-huh. is not him trying. That's okay. him saying, "Come follow me." <laughs> no, you man up. You put your kryptonite nards on tight, and you... That doesn't even make sense, what I just said. <laughs> but you you fly at the guy, you grab him, and you fly out to the desert. You just... You're Superman. You find a way to do it without harming people and... Uh, like a million other people. If you have to... I didn't have a problem that he killed Zod. I, I Near the die. problem with that at all. What I had a problem with is that he didn't try to remove the battle from the city and take it to the desert or the ocean or the moon or whatever. 
Did um, who's the director on those? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. He's he's my he's the problem. I'm not that terribly excited for Batman v Superman. He's a great visual director, but it's just his storytelling. It just to me leaves something to be desired. There's there's just a lot of I don't know. It's just not there for me. I liked 300. I didn't like Sucker Punch. And I do like the slow motion stuff. Oh, thank you. This is perfect. Wow, this is going to hit the spot right here. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pig or something. She took my pork. It's okay. I'll just... Waving for the waitress. What do you think of Zack Snyder as a director? I have limited. I mean, I haven't seen 300. I want to see Sucker Punch, but maybe not now because of what you Well, said. Here's, here's my defense for Sucker Punch. If you watch it with the volume down, it's a beautiful movie. Story and acting-wise, it's just like, whatever. Visually, it's a great-looking movie, Sucker Punch. Yeah. Story-wise... Whatever. Okay. Yeah, there was cool visuals. I like Zack Snyder's visuals, and I think those visuals will lend themselves to this. Uh, I think they lent themselves well to the Man of Steel, and I think they will to the Batman vs Superman. But you know, like you said, the storytelling was was a little off for me. Although it worked well for Three Hundred, I really liked it. Three Hundred, he shined. Frank Miller did the story, though. That the I think the story was by Frank Miller. It Maybe was. that's why. Sucker Punch, I think, was uh, Zack Snyder's baby. Uh, he also did Watchmen, which Watchmen for me was, um, it's hard for me to judge because he stayed so truthful to the comic book, so truthful that there were no surprises. <laughs> it was just like, okay, all right, yeah, that looks just like the frame of the comic book. And That's this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so like, whatever, I... I could have read the comic book if I was... <laughs> there was no, I did it 30 minutes ago, surprise. Exactly. Did he say that in the movie? Oh, he did, but you knew it was coming. I mean, it was just too on the nose for me. In the comic, it was just like, he did it, what? You know, you... It if was you had, so had read the comic and you saw this movie, wouldn't you have reacted the same way? See, it's hard for me to, to distance it, so I don't know. That that should be the big takeaway. For me, that's always been the big takeaway. I did it 30 minutes ago. I never saw the movie because I didn't like the comic. So, And I've tried. I've read the comic twice. Once because I thought I should give it another shot. I still didn't care for it. I think it's overrated. It is overrated. And, th- and I'll probably make a lot of enemies for this, but I... Feel the same way about the Dark Knight Return or the Dark Knight. Return, uh, what's the first one? The Dark Knight. Yeah. The you mean the movie? Batman Begins? No, Batman no, 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 no. The comic, the Dark Dark Knight Returns. Isn't yeah. that the first? Yeah. That's the Frank Miller. Yeah, the very first. Came out in 1986. Yeah. Very. Oh, that. You know, right, yeah. right with. I and loved then, it. I thought you? it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, like I said, I'll make plenty of enemies for saying that, but I've never cared for it. I've got the Dark Knight Absolute edition for 50% off at Zeus Comics a couple of years ago. So it was a $100 thing for 50 bucks. Nice. I don't I don't read the second. I didn't care for the sequel at all. I thought it was garbage. Yeah, I read the uh, I read I was excited. I got the first one cuz it was new 
And I was just like, ugh. Got the second one because it was the second part of the story. Didn't care for it. And I never, I don't think I've ever finished that story. I don't think I've ever read the third part of it. I couldn't even tell you what happens in that story. Other I know than, Adam's in it. Other, yeah, Adam's in it. Other than Superman and Wonder Woman do it in the air. That's all I remember. Well, I thought I read something just this week saying that Frank Miller and, uh, oh, shoot, his name just left me. The guy that's writing Batman right now. Um, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder are doing a third one, working together on a third one. Really? Yeah. I saw something, I don't know, Newsarama or one of those sites, you know, that had something about it. And I didn't click on it because I don't care. But Scott <laughs> Snyder's, I like him. In fact, I read the uh, Death and the Family. Death of the Family. Death of the Family storyline. And uh, I liked it. It was entertaining. I'm loving Batman in the new 52. I've never read this many issues of Batman in my life until the relaunch. Love what Scott Snyder's doing. Is he um, is he kind of staying true to the background? What's different about this Batman than the old one? Or is there anything different? No, nah, there's nothing. Well, with the new 52, when they started, they kind of ignored the reboot issue with Batman and Green Lantern. You know, they didn't. They kind of kept most, if not all, of what had happened. Yep. It was working too well, so they didn't want to yeah, change yeah, that. So, exactly. But even since then, they've kind of retroactively changed some things. Like they, Tim Drake was the third Robin, you know, pre-New 52. In this one, oh, and then he became Red Robin. Well, in this one, he was just always Red Robin and never was a Robin. But so. he, he worked with Batman. He just never was Robin. Right. Yeah. Right. And they tweaked his origin a little bit in Zero Year, um, but nothing, you know, nothing too big. It's not like now his mom secretly lived or something like that. Although in Earth 2, spoilers, um, his dad did, and no one knew it. Thomas his dad lived? Yep. And even, even Bruce didn't know it, so Thomas Wayne... His dad is the new Batman on Earth 2. So that's a Flashpoint, uh, because that's what happened in Flashpoint. That Batman yeah. was his dad. But yeah. he was grittier because his yeah his son had died. Yeah, and that's what that's what he is on this. And he's he's addicted to Miraclo, the drug that our man uses. Really? Yeah. Who is Thomas Wayne? Uh huh. So Batman's stronger in that, but only for an hour at a time and. It shows the ramifications of him being addicted to this. I mean, he gets violent, and he's going through some withdrawals right now in the storyline. So it's an interesting take on him. Is Our Man still around? Not in Earth Two. They've mentioned him in the very. They mentioned uh, Rex Tyler in the very first issue, and that was it. They've never done anything. Earth Two is my favorite comic out there right now. Really? I, yep. I, I, I think it did what the rest of DC was afraid to do. It said, forget every single thing you know, this is new. You know, that everything, everything was new. The only thing is the same as Flash is Jay Garrick, Alan Scott is Green Lantern, but their origins are different, their costumes are different, the world is different, everything. Is Power Girl still around in Earth 2? 
And is she the? And is she, how is she related to Superman? She is the Earth Two Superman's cousin slash adopted daughter. He and he and Lois were married, and they raised her. So she actually calls Lois, who is the Red Tornado of Earth Two, um, calls her mom. Lois is the Red Tornado of Earth Two. Mm-hmm. Now, Red Tornado is an android. Yeah. Yep. So she's an android. Yep. She she died, or you thought she died, and her dad had her consciousness put into the this experimental Red Tornado body. That's what I like. I mean, Jimmy Olsen is a is. What do they call him? He's like knows everything. He's can link with any computer so on like the Oracle of Earth Two, but even more so because he does it naturally. He doesn't even need a link. He doesn't need a computer. Yeah, that's so it. Really, is a different take. Oh yeah, totally. There's nothing in it that's that makes you go, oh, I've seen this before. It's you know, it's it's completely different. It's familiar but different, just like the Star Wars teaser. Good analogy. We made a complete circle. Shouldn't have eaten that. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't have eaten that French toast. Because now I'm just kind of going, and I have to go to work in a little bit. What time is it? <clears throat> it is 11:35. Okay. What time should you leave? 11:33. Oh. <laughs> Noon at the latest. You know, there's a very good comic book store very close to here, up on 635, called Titan Comics. If you had time to kill, you could go up there and look around. You know, why don't we go do that after after you leave, Brad? We'll, we'll drive up there. I'll show you where it is. That's right. Yeah. Isn't it relatively close? Yeah, Webb Chapel and Forest. Now, what's the one we went to after we went to the movie? You know, in fact, if, if we leave here soon... That's the one. With even going there for a little bit. Why don't we go ahead and do that? We'll close this down, and um, so we'll get our check. So, guys, we want to thank you for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. We will be back soon. Um, Till next time, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I am not Bill. We'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.